The Coonhound Collective Podcast is brought to you by CZ Welding and Custom Dog Boxes. Dog boxes built by hunters for hunters. Check these guys out today. This is your host, Jason Snurgrove, and I will be your guide as we journey down the road to pleasure hunt or hitting the long trail to those great cop hunts. This is the Coonhound Collective Welcome to the Coonhound Collective Podcast today. Today we are going to talk some black and tan dogs with Mr. Bruce Gillum. Mr. Bruce, how's it going? Uh, Doing fine, thank you. Well, I sure appreciate you uh, joining me today, and uh, I'm excited to talk to you. I am a black and tan guy at heart. Uh, I do have some other colored dogs right now here. I have a couple of black dogs, but I have uh, black and tans have a, a special place in my heart for sure. So I'm I sure glad that you were we were able to get together and, and, and get this done and, and talk about some of the hounds that you had. So won't you uh, start us off by telling us a little bit about yourself and where you're from? Uh, I live uh, in the northeast corner of Alabama, uh, Jackson County, and uh, uh, out in the country. But the closest town to me, our our mailing address, I guess, is Woodville. So Woodville, Alabama, that's uh, kind of where I call home. And uh, we've uh, we've got uh, kind of a collection, a mixed collection of hunting here. We got mountains, and I live between two of them, back up in the holler which is where the name Dark Hollow came from. Uh, and, uh, of course, we got some bottom ground and stuff uh, that we hunt, too. It's right here along the Tennessee River. Uh, but, uh, anyway, uh, grew up here, lived here my whole life, and uh, coon hunted all my life. My dad had uh, had these dogs, uh, black and tan hounds, when I, my first memories, and uh, he uh, kind of, Said he, I don't remember it, of course, but he said he toted me around on his neck at night, and uh, when I was too little to keep up, and uh, uh, I think he tried a couple of times to break me, but uh, so I would uh, give him some reprieve. But I don't think that worked. He said it, it didn't uh, didn't work out. So I, I've been coon hunting my whole life, I reckon. Yeah, well, and, uh, that that uh, that's kind of my same story. My my dad hunted a little bit, and then my stepdad was a big time hunter, and I, I went with them uh, quite a bit. So sounds like y'all have always had um, black and tans. Uh, I, I guess is that that the breed of choice for you? That's just what suits you best. Yes, uh, the uh, when I first got my first memories, uh, some of my first memories, my dad. Uh, Johnny, uh, he's uh, uh, coon hunted uh, his whole life. That what uh, part of it I knew at least, and uh, he got me started and uh, always took me. And that, that was my kind of my hero. My dad was, and uh, and my hunting buddy and uh, hunting partner. When I got old enough to start campaigning dogs, and uh, uh, some of my first memories, he he had. Uh, he and Johnny Lawson up in Illinois had gotten to be friends, and uh, uh, we had some dogs out of Lawson's big hoss, and actually had hoss at the house for a while. And uh, the uh, anyway, those were some had some good uh, things with with that bloodline, and we've mixed some stuff uh, over the years. Uh, 
some old stuff uh, that I can't even remember what it uh, went back to, to be honest with you, but it had uh, some big mouth and a uh, good nose and, uh, you know, a lot of energy. And uh, that's kind of, we we hunted those. And uh, later later on, we when Dad, Dad wound up buying a dog, uh, young, a couple of pups, and uh, they were out of uh, Jones Southern Rambler which is the old Rambler breed, Tennessee Rambler breed. And uh, uh, the best one, uh, uh, something happened to him. He got, we were letting him run loose out on the farm, and he got into something he didn't need to be in, I guess, and it killed him. But we wound up uh, with the other one, uh, and he uh, was probably one of the better hounds I've ever followed. Uh, a real, uh, he just had a knack for tree and cones and uh, and a, seemed like uh, you could talk to him and he could understand you uh kind of uh kind of eerie you know sometimes the fooling with him but uh the uh anyway that's kind of what we done we we kind of mixed uh some of the old uh, uh lawson's horse breeding and uh seemed like they had plenty of tree power had plenty of nose uh the uh the rambler strain that we got a hold of and introduced into what we were doing uh, they had uh, a lot of hunt a lot of nose big mouths and uh, were, were really nice cone treaters and uh, uh, we uh, done some of that crossing and later on uh, dad wound up getting a, a pup that was out of uh, uh, gentleman Jim and we used some of that, uh, and that's actually kind of where uh, the really got started in the comp- competition hunting. Uh, they uh, uh, made some of those crosses, and uh, I had a dog at a uh, the one of the first ones that we really pushed uh, was uh, the King dog, which was out of the Jones Southern Rambler and Tennessee Roadie cross, and. Uh, Done some winning with him. I won the National Grand at Automotive with him as a teenager. That was one of my first major wins, I guess. And uh, so we took uh, took those bloodlines and and crossed them. And uh, we wound up. Uh, I wound up with uh, a dog called Hobo, which was uh, out of King Two and uh, Jody. And Jody being going back to uh, the uh, the old uh, Lawson's big hoss and some old bloodlines that we had that we had here initially it went back to some Moore's stock uh, up in Tennessee, and uh, anyway we crossed those and uh, that's where uh, we had a female out of the gentleman Jim dog. Uh, we called him Jim, and uh, he uh, we took a female named Sadie and crossed her with Hobo. Which was these the culmination of these uh, strains that we had gathered up over the years and was hunting, and that's where our, uh, uh, the dog Dark Hollow Hobo Hoss, uh, that's where he came from, and uh, we started pushing, you know, uh, pushing him, and uh, that's kind of how that particular strain uh, of black dogs kind of got started, you know, a little bit of the background behind them, and. Uh, We've uh, just introduced some stuff, uh, you know, tried to keep it. uh, It's the same bloodlines that we've had uh, 
my whole life, you know, uh, and we're still hunting them, and uh, so just enjoying them. Yeah, so that, um, that you know, Lawson stuff and Gentleman Jim stuff, that's that was sounds like what your foundation was to get, get you started there. Um, let's talk a little bit about Hoss. That's that's one of the well more well known dogs that that I'm aware of anyway. And um, how, how was he getting started? What kind of uh, hunting dog was he? And um, you know what what was the puppies like off of him? Uh, most everything out of him was tree dog, uh, and uh, the uh, usually easy starting. The uh, hoss himself, uh, we we raised him here and uh, kind of let him run loose, uh, and uh, he got him, you know, got himself started uh, and uh, started hunting him. And at that time, I had some uh, other dogs that I was pushing, uh, and uh, old hobo himself uh, was one of my favorites and maybe the best reproducer. He just didn't. Uh, he wound up getting an uh, enlarged heart. Uh, we found that and uh, uh, had to uh, put him to sleep early because of medical reasons. But uh, he was uh, one of my favorites. And anyway, I'd, I'd let my uncle uh, on my mother's side, he hunted, and uh, I let him and, and my cousin, Jonathan, they they got hoffs and, uh, as a youngster, and they pushed him. They actually started... Uh, coon hunting him and uh and uh put him in a few hunts i i think uh, they may have put him in like five hunts and won four of them or something like that and then uh uh just some things going on that uh, uh for a time they didn't get to hunt and i wound up getting him back and he had been laid up uh, for i don't know six months or a year hadn't really been hunted and uh, so i got him and uh kept him for a few days and uh, uh, kind of got acclimated and whatnot. And the first night I took him, uh, he made uh, five trees. He had three coons, one den, uh, and uh, one slick tree. And uh, so we, uh, anyway, uh, they weren't hunting and I'd gotten him back. Uh, so I started pushing him and uh, he just came on and he, uh, he was uh he just kind of had an, an amazing speed that I wasn't used to seeing and didn't see very much of uh, he uh he had an ability uh he had the the nose and stuff from uh the old uh, what I considered come part of it come from the rambler stuff and part of it from the Lawson's big horse and he had uh he could take a track and just fly with it and just basically run off and leave a lot of dogs. And then he also, he had a, uh, uh, if you treat a hundred coons, he'd have first tree on 98 or 99 of them. Most of the time he just, he had a knack for getting treed and it didn't, uh, didn't matter if it was a working track, running track, uh, just really didn't matter. He had, he had an ability that you don't see very often, and uh, so anyway, we got to pushing him and uh, won uh, quite a bit with him, and uh, and started breeding him. And, and some of the some of the other, you know, the younger hounds out of him uh, were carrying some of those tra- same traits, you know, 
uh, really quick locators, really quick uh, uh, on the on the ground. You know, they could move really fast, and uh, they could take a track and just fly with it. And uh, so, you know, when you're uh, when the dogs are when they've got uh, some speed uh, on the ground and the nose, it gives them an ability to take that track and go with it. Where some are, you know, if they don't have that uh, ability, they're they're struggling a bit. So it, I felt it like it gave us uh, an advantage, you know. And uh, so uh, the uh, just tried to keep them where they had. I always tried to uh, keep the good mouths in there, and uh, always liked that the big big heavier hound mouth and uh, uh, something that would go hunting and uh, go tree coons and and a personal I guess a personal thing for me uh, some folks it appears they like uh, they like dogs that are more pack oriented and some they like them to just try to get away from everything and personally I don't prefer either one of them uh, I like one when I cut them loose I want them to be focused on going and finding a coon, get it treed, stay treed till I get there, and don't care what everybody else is doing. If they're with them, that's fine. Uh, if they're not with them, that's okay, too. I want them to focus on coon treeing and not trying to be with dogs or trying to get away from dogs. I just like for them to just ignore them, basically. And uh, that seems to work really good for me. Yeah, and I, w- I want you to kind of touch on some of the stuff Hoss uh, won, but before you do that, you were talking about Hobo there ha- uh, had the enlarged heart stuff, and I I asked this to to several people. Would, did y'all collect those dogs back then to try to interject that later on, or did y'all just do live covering breeding then? Uh, back when I had Hobo, we, we he never had but a, uh, I want to say like in the forties, like 40 something puppies, I think was what he had. Uh, if I remember right And uh, he, uh, and we were pretty fortunate. Like I said, he was, uh, in my opinion, was one of the better reproducers, just didn't get the opportunity. Uh, but he, uh, because of his health, but, uh, uh, when we found out he had the enlarged heart, I sent him to Auburn and, uh, they done some testing and trying to get him to respond to some medicine. They thought that we might be able to, uh, you know, put him on some medication, but he never would respond to it. So we had to put him to sleep. And at that time, uh, never had to really fooled with any uh, semen, uh, you know, collecting them and having it frozen. Didn't think about it. Wish I had of, but uh, the. Uh, at that at that point, uh, like I said, there was not very many uh, what I call uh, uh, females around that you really, uh, you know, um, the quality wasn't or in our area wasn't that great, you know, as far as uh, so it was hard to find them, and uh, but I did try to try to make some pretty decent crosses, and uh, he's. Uh, uh, of course, Hoss was out of him, won a uh, uh, reserve world champion, state champion, uh, black and tan days, UKC black and tan days, king of hunt, uh, had a sister that I hunted, won a national breed race, PKC with her. Uh, the, there was a female that won 
I think, third in the UKC World Hunt one year, fifth another year, and then she won the uh, uh, she won the uh, Purina race that they have, uh, and uh, they called her Snap, Crow Hill Candy. She was out of Hobo, and uh, there was one that won the U.S. Championship. Uh, I, I don't know. There was there was a limited number. There was another one that I had, and I hunted him, and I got him in the final four of the uh, uh, of the first Super Stakes that they ever had. And uh, actually, Hobo was uh, they recognized it a little different back then, but. Uh, the first year I ever got in was the second year they had PKC. Uh, uh, the uh, I was at the national directors meeting when Jarvis introduced that uh, the uh, uh, for the you know the futurity and uh, the super stake stuff and whatnot and uh, uh, we had a little difference of opinion about uh, he was he was a little higher on things than uh, cost wise than I thought everybody could afford. And so I didn't get in the first year, but the second year, I told him, I said, if you'll drop it down where everybody, where your average coon hunter can afford it. Uh, actually, at that time, the first year, it was $100 a month, uh, plus you had to pay an upfront fee. And uh, the second year, they dropped it uh, to $50 a month, and uh, and then I got in. And I told him, I said, I think it will grow, you'll you'll it'll be where people can afford it, you know, and, uh, so anyway, they, they dropped it down there and I got in that, and that was the first year I got in and, uh, the pups out of Hobo, uh, started winning. And, uh, so Hobo wound up being the super stake sire of the year that they award at that time. It was two years after you first got in because the pups had two years to, uh, be in the program and, uh, to win. And, uh, so, as far as I know, uh, I guess Hobo is the only, uh, he's the only other breed uh, to ever win the Super Stakes Sire of the Year, uh, other than a walker dog, you know. But, uh, anyway, he was a real nice hound, real reproducer, and uh, the, uh, I just felt like, you know, it just worked out where he didn't get the opportunity. I think he could have really been a... Uh, it could have been really beneficial for our breed if he would have lived longer. Yeah, it definitely sounds like that with the limited number of pups that he had on the ground. So a- after that situation with him, um, and I definitely want to get back to Hoss and some of these other dogs you've got, but after that situation with him in your breeding program um, going forward, did did y'all look at collecting certain dogs? Um, did, did that change your breeding uh situation any uh after looking back on him only having that limited number of pups and what you could do in the future well it it did later on it did uh the uh uh, of course you know after him uh uh, came uh some of the other dogs hoffs and and the female that i pushed and won the breed race jody and uh actually uh i had three I had three dogs out of Hobo that I pushed that one year. Uh, I won the uh, Jody, Jane, and Hoss. And, I, of course, with some help from Dad and some of my friends, we, we pushed uh, all three of them, kept them all in the top 16. And uh, Jody had gotten hurt early in the year. She had uh, 
something had happened, and uh, we really never knew exactly what, but uh, she couldn't kind of, I don't know if she fell and hurt herself, but she couldn't get around very good, and it took her a little time to get over it, uh, and by the time, a few months actually, and uh, by the time she got over it, uh, the other two, we had them up in the standings good, and the last hunt of the year uh, was uh, back at that time, they'd have a big open event the weekend before the world hunt started, and I went up there, and uh, I hunted her because I needed some money on her to ensure she stayed in that top 16, and uh, so I got in the final four up there at that big open hunt at the world hunt, and I, we got to counting, and figured it up, and I almost say it was, uh, if I win this thing, if I get them to hunt it off and I win it, that's going to put me leading the whole breed race by about 11 or $13 or something like that. So uh, I said, guys, we got to go hunt. And so we went back out and uh, uh, wound up, I wound up winning winning that cast, and that, that put her... Uh, Went in the breed race, and I had all three of them in the top 16. And uh, it was just kind of a, a small achievement that I was trying to do with that, you know, with that strain of dogs. And uh, and then I started, uh, so I wanted to hang on to that stuff. So I, I did have a, a hoss collected, and uh, there's a, and then I let, at a later, later time, we had a dog that we won quite a bit with out of him that were called Tig and uh so I had Tig collected. So that that's the only two uh well I had another one too out of Hoss that I called Slam and uh, we tried to have Slam collected but uh they took him and pulled some semen, collected some semen and then they they do a test. Uh, the folks I was familiar with they they would freeze it and then thaw it and see how it done. Well he had his semen count was really good, nothing wrong with that, but they said he was one of those uh, that was once in a while you would see, once you froze it, it it just wouldn't recover. So we we weren't able to collect him. But uh, And I've still got a little, I've still got some of that uh, out of hoss, and, and uh, we didn't do as much with Tig, but I do have a couple breedings that I've held on to. And uh, so at some point in time, I'll, try to use it i just don't know when or somebody can you know if i'm not able to hey guys this is jason at the coonhound collective podcast maybe you've been out hunting and noticed that your dog box is getting a little beat and banged up and you're looking for something new well let me help you point in the right direction here go see my friends over at cz welding and custom dog boxes get a hold of nathan kaufman there on facebook and he he can fix you up with a dog box make sure you tell him jason sent you over there he'll get you a good deal on a custom box you'll get something that you can enjoy for years to come that's built right that's built to be with you for a long time nathan uses what he builds and it's a quality product not only that go support someone like cz welding and fabrication nathan stepped forward and he's donated some boxes for some raffles some benefit hunts some uh, youth events uh, that's been able to be uh, raffled off to raise some money for those things and we want to help those guys out that help our sport so go over check my friends out at cz welding and custom doll boxes give nathan kaufman a call and do business with a true hunter these are doll boxes built by hunters for hunters 
CZ Welding Custom Dog Boxes. Go check them out today. Yeah, and um, you know, you you were talking about having three dogs in the top sixteen. Um, did did you? I, I would assume uh, just just by the time the timeline of the years and stuff, it was you, you probably done some some burning up the roads to to keep those dogs in the top sixteen. Or was there a lot of uh, PKC hunting around you? Well, some of both, I guess. I, I guess I was a big part of getting PKC started in our area. You know, I didn't start it. Some of the other folks did that were uh, more involved. And uh, but I got started, and then I I did push uh, quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I kept the roads hot for for several years there when I was a younger. Uh, I think, and and I, I don't want. I think. Uh, Five out of seven years, if I remember right, uh, I won the national breed race. Uh, and uh, one of those years, I sold the dog right before a uh, uh, dog that I had called Goose. And uh, uh, it was a dog that I had bought, and I, I wound up selling him. And uh, the uh, he was, uh, and, and he, he was a, could have been a big asset. He he was uh, he was actually a crossbred dog, you know, for that time. Uh, that you didn't hear about it a lot, but he was a uh, very uh, uh, he had a lot of traits that uh, that was you know that what these folks are winning with today. You know, he he was uh, wild and uh, crazy in a sense, and uh, but now he he had a nose that the other dogs just they just couldn't deal with. You know, they didn't know what he was doing half the time. He, he would treat coons that was really uh, really cold, and he would trail them up and tree them, and they didn't know. But uh, anyway, at that, at that time uh, was a time in my life when I was building a house, and uh, our second child was coming, and some folks was wanting him, and uh, uh, that was 30 years ago, basically, and and I sold him for nine thousand back then. That was quite a bit of money for a dog, and uh, it was uh, uh, money that was uh, uh, pretty important to me at the time, you know, for what I was doing. And uh, but uh, anyway, the uh, uh, enough about goose, I guess. But uh, the other dogs, I, I just you know held on to them and pushed them, and we uh, we kept the roads hot. Uh, I did. Uh, I was. A, I was at a hunt nearly every weekend, it seems like, and uh, uh, had some friends, you know, that at different times went with me, and uh, uh, that was kind of a lifestyle at that, you know, for several years there. Is, you know, if they had a hunt this weekend in Tennessee or Kentucky or sometimes further, Illinois, Indiana, wherever, uh, I, I kind of looked at it with the mindset, you know, they can't have that hunt without me being there. They they just can't put it on without me being a part of it, you know. So I had to hit the road, and uh, it was a uh, it was just a thing. It I had I guess I had a drive uh, that made me want to be there and compete, and uh, it was just fun, you know. It was a life lifestyle for me back then. Yeah, and I understand that because I can, um, you know, relate to 
you, you go and you start winning a few here and there and, and that just, man, that just fires you up to, to want to go to more. And, and, and also, uh, and especially back in those days, the, the camaraderie, uh, around the clubhouse, uh, you know, guys would get there early and they'd sit around and talk and they'd talk dogs and tell stories and, and stuff like that. And, and I know we still have some of that today, but I, I think in certain areas we've, we've probably lost a little bit of that, uh, you know, sitting around talking, people, you know, roll in right before, before deadline, which a lot of the hunts nowadays are, you know, during the week and people are getting off work and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. <clears throat> oh, I was going to say, yeah, it was uh, chasing and, and, you know, seeing them folks every weekend or, you know, whatnot. It was, uh, uh, you, you get to know a lot of people. Made, made a lot of friends, you know, and, and folks say, what's your biggest achievement, coon hunting? I said, all the friends I've made. I said, you know, I've had fun with the dogs. I've done some winning. I'm very blessed, uh, fortunate to have been able to do, you know, what little I've done, uh, it, you know, in comparison to others. But I said, I have enjoyed it. I've had a lot of fun. But my biggest thing is uh, is the friendships that I've made. Uh, uh, I don't know as many now, but for several years there, there was very few states in the U.S. that uh, I didn't know people, and I could pick up a phone and call, and they'd say, hey, come on out if you want to, you know. Uh, so when you got, uh, when you're fortunate enough to have friends like that and uh, to just enjoy and, you know, go visit with them and uh, enjoy the dogs and stuff, that's... Uh, that's something that, uh, you know, from my perspective, money can't buy it. It's just the experience. And uh, uh, so it, it was a lifestyle for me for many years and uh, uh, slowed down some now as i gotten older, uh, but uh, still try to hunt and compete some. And uh, uh, But I don't have that drive that I had when I was 25 now. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you're right. You know, I've through this podcast and, and talking to coon hunters and uh, coon hunting. You know, I've uh, developed some friendships that are, are are almost like you know brotherships more than more than friendships. Uh, some guys right. that I talk to every day on the phone and um, or every other day, and you know, we talk dogs and we talk work or whatever, and and, and those things are are priceless uh, in the okay. in the big scheme of things. Yeah, there's a, a. I've been very fortunate and made a lot of friends and uh, uh, just thankful for that. And uh, the uh, and that was one of the things about the black and tan uh, group. Uh, it just seemed like uh, uh, maybe it's because I grew up around them and you know was with them more. But it, it just seemed like there there was a closer bond there. It seemed like to me and. Uh, uh, it was like uh, when you went to black and tan days or one of the black and tan hunts, you know, uh, it was like going to a, kind of like a big family reunion, so to speak. And uh, so I'd, uh, uh, you know, been very fortunate to, uh, to uh, and I, uh, some of the folks that I've partnered with, I'll talk a little bit about them, but it's not to take away from all the friendships of the other people, but uh Blaze Bauer out in Kansas uh, went out many times and stayed at his house, and uh, he and I uh, like family. 
and uh, Troy Cornell out there. He's uh, another one uh, that was a part of this kind of that time frame and dealing with the dogs and uh, Brian Reese and I in Tennessee. Uh, Brian and I have been super close friends and uh, uh, had dogs together a time or two and uh, he's family to me. He's like a little brother to me and uh, uh, Sonny Phipps in Ohio. Uh, we've owned dogs and uh, uh, Sonny and I, we had a female that, that placed second in the uh, in the UKC World Hunt. He was hunting her and uh, Brian and I, we've had a, a dog or two and we had one that, we won a queen hunt at Black and Tan Days uh, UKC and of course Blaze and I most folks at coon hunting know some of the dogs we've had, Kansas Junior, Kansas Jim, you know, uh, that being a start uh, of the dogs that a lot of the dogs we got today, they were out of old hoss and that I had and uh, Blaze's ju- jewel female. And uh, the uh, so we, we promoted uh, Jim and Junior for several years there and uh, had a lot of fun. And, uh, but it's... Uh, you know, so many more that uh, that I didn't own dogs with, but we were uh, really close friends. And uh, you know, some of them come to visit, and or I'd go visit them, and uh, it's just uh, a bond, a friendship. That uh, and so to me, that's my greatest accomplishment in coon hunting is all the friends that I've made. You know, is and uh, I wouldn't trade them for for a, a new world champion now, you know, I wouldn't swap my friendships and all that for for the best winner out there, you know, it's not worth it for the, in comparison to the friends. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more there for sure. And you were, uh, you know, you, you're talking about those guys there and, and it's kind of a common theme that I see when I talk to guys on this podcast uh, all across the country. It, you know, it, it takes a, a group of of people working together for the same same goal to to promote a breed or a certain line of dogs to 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 really you know come out with something special and and it sounds like to me that's that's definitely what's happened you know w- with your line of dogs and some of these guys that you par- partner on with you know like Blaze and Troy and and some of those guys there that you've partnered with it it, it really does take um, working together uh, to in in my opinion anyway working together to um, really bring out uh, something special in some of these breeds. Are you tired of whipping, scolding, and shocking to make them get alone? Is your buddy tired of helping you set your dog up for correction night after night? Do you really want your dog to be alone because you forced him to be? Or would you rather him be alone because he wants to be? Grand Knight Champion Small Town Lone Survivor is the product of over 25 years of strong natural-born independent traits. This bold trait has been passed down from generation to generation and is showing up in Loner offspring today. Loner is a direct son of Hall of Fame Grand Knight Champion Cabin Creek Rowdy and Grand Knight Champion Lonesome Dove Lori. Loner has a booming mouth that is talked about in every cast he has been in including the 2021 World Hunt Finals. Loner is a no-reverse, ball-mouth open trailer who ends it plussed up with a huge dying locate and steady chop. Loner loves getting split and is a stay-put gun pressure tree dog. 
Loner's intelligence is also impressive. He knows over 12 voice and hand signal commands. Loner has a character that loves like Jesus, but he doesn't walk on water. If you're interested in breeding to Loner, contact Brett Stevens at Small Town English Kennels at 417-300-3777 or find him on Facebook. If you're interested in running a stud ad for your dog here on the Coonhound Collective podcast, reach out to us at thecoonhoundcollective at gmail.com. Send us a message through Facebook or Instagram, and we'll be glad to get with you to get you an ad built and get you pricing on all of our ads. I think you're right. Uh, the uh, you know a lot a lot of the uh, breeding and stuff that uh, uh, I tried to kind of keep tabs on what. Uh, what's out there, what's, you know, what crosses are doing what, and, uh, uh, one in particular in recent, in recent years, uh, the, uh, Preston Null, and, uh, Preston came over and bred, uh, Wendy to a dog that I had, uh, uh, called him Big, Dark Hollow Big Money, and, uh, so that, uh, I saw those pups taking off, uh, and, uh, there's a, so I went and bought one of them, and uh, uh, Eddie Muse down in Mississippi had one of them, and uh, uh, I wound up buying it from him, and he it was he had been hunted a time or two, but he didn't, you know, he's pretty green, but uh, he just took off, went to tree and cones, and a dog that I called Bone, and uh, he, uh, but that's been a very prominent, uh, I mean, a, a strong uh, cross that's done very well a lot of dogs out there now that are out of that cross or a result and you know what nothing particular that i had done or that preston had done because there was a lot of stuff behind that i think they got wendy uh from mike crockett over mississippi and and mike uh, i don't know who all was on further back involved but most of the black and tan guys you know that that are into the breeding program and stuff and uh, but uh, with that being said, uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, never want to take it, uh, feel like that I've, or even, you know, have people think that I want them to uh, feel that way is, is that I've done it. It's not me. It's, it's a collective, uh, of, of so many people involved, uh, that, uh, Somebody makes a cross, it's working, and you know, and it's got the traits that you're looking for, and you get you something out of that, and cross with what you've got, and and see what that does, and uh, and it takes all of us, and uh, so uh, uh, there's you got to have somebody making those crosses, you got to have somebody starting those dogs, you know, raising them and starting them, and then uh, and then somebody pushing them, you know, promoting them, and. Uh, so it's a it's a collective thing, and uh, uh, I always try to because I really feel that way. You know, my hats off to everyone involved. You know, uh, the dogs that blaze, and uh, then I've had uh, I've got one that I really like out of top that he had, and uh, you know, there's a big uh, from my perspective. Uh, I made a cross uh, back when we had Jim. I made a cross to some stuff. There was a, a dog here that was a
comes out of old Jody that I won the, the national breed race with. And I, well, the first time we bred Jim, Blaze said, well, you, you can breed her the first time. And I said, okay. And uh, he said, where are you going to breed her to? And I told him, I said, a dog called Clear Creek Rocker. I said, I started him and sold him to one of my friends here because his dog had got killed. And uh, and I said he was uh, making a really nice young dog, but I'd just gotten him started. But I, with the, uh, we had an agreement that if he ever sold him, that I'd get him back and our first chance at him at least. And he, he never sold him, but... Uh, uh, so when I made that cross, there was one of those dogs that wound up, uh, Angie Reed and Ohio wound up with one of those. And, uh, so she's done some breeding and some crossing and, and, uh, so some of the things that Blaze, the top dog that he's had uh, quite a bit of success with, uh, uh, and then some dogs out of him, they came from, uh, a dog that, uh, my understanding, she was the one that uh, made that cross and uh, produced uh, a dog called Bruce Almighty, uh, and he was out of a dog that she had that I let her have out of the cross out of Jim and Rocker, and she called him Sweet Home Alabama. So, uh, you know, she she got some of it and done her thing with it, and uh, and then it later on, Blaze, you know, liked what was there, I guess, and, and he made... Uh, uh, don't know who all was involved in that. It was a little bit, uh, Blaze is about 12 hours from 11 or 12, so uh, it's hard to keep up with all that's going on out there in his neighborhood. But uh, uh, anyway, that's just to show you that somebody, you know, it, it's not always just us who are promoting and hunting. Sometimes it's those folks that are not on the forefront, uh, not pushing and promoting, but they've done their part to raise and train a hound and and uh, promote them uh, as far as uh, making some crosses and you know uh, and sometimes it's that's where some of the good stuff comes from as from my perspective so you know I look back and thankful to each one who's who's had a part in it you know yeah yeah for sure and it, it, it does take it does take those guys in the in the background you know helping out and you mentioned uh eddie muse i, I had him on the podcast uh, a, several episodes back and talked talk with jay tidwell on the phone a few times and uh i actually have a dog here out of uh troy and blaze's chuck dog uh here at the house now and i'm gonna have blaze and and, and troy on here uh in the future and uh, we just haven't got together to set that up. And, you know, it, it, it's amazing to me that, you, you know, you talk to these people and you hear their story and how, you know, somewhere along the lines, all, all these stories uh, cross paths or connect somewhere, uh, you know, later on down the road. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and it's some of those things that, uh, you know, and, and with Blaze and I, uh, when we got uh, – uh, I didn't even remember it. I think he, he reminded me, uh, he had called and I didn't know Blaze Bauer at that time, but that's when I had Hoss and he had called and got some, uh, I think I'd shipped him some semen out there out of Hoss. And, uh, so they had raised that litter and he had Jim and junior and, uh, uh, then at, uh, I guess to give credit elsewhere, uh, 
we was going to the national director's meeting uh, for PKC, and uh, Mr. Roy Trammell was a good friend of mine, and uh, he, uh, so he put, uh, he he was uh, uh, their field rep at the time, or whatever his title was, but anyway, uh, he, uh, we would, they would set up our rooms and everything and have them ready when we got there. So he had Blaze and I rooming together. And he said, I put you guys together because y'all like them old black dogs, you know. And he's laughing. Well, uh, little did he know that from my perspective, putting us together and we spent the weekend up there uh, uh, just having fun and coon hunting and, you know, in the, the meeting and stuff. And when we left there, uh, I brought Jim home with me and uh started hunting her and and uh you know we had a we're very fortunate done some winning with her uh he and i both and blaze he won a truck with her and uh uh the uh first first time i went to, out there we had the dogs registered and or they already had them there we just changed their changed the partnership you know uh membership and left them in kansas and uh, I, so i went out there and the first uh, time I went to Kansas uh, for the state championship, uh, I was hunting Jim, and I, I won the uh, Kansas state championship with her. You know, and uh, that's a good bunch of people out there. From my perspective, I really enjoyed it. Every time I went out there, they were good, good people, and they were uh, always cutting up, having fun, and, and they were ribbing me. You know. Well, how did a redneck from Alabama come out here and win our state championship? You know, and and we laughed about it and stuff. But uh, the uh, you know had Roy Trammell not put us in the same room together up there, I don't know that that would have ever uh, happened exactly that way. Uh, so uh, you know, sometimes it's the small stuff that happens that you you're not expecting, but it makes a big impact on life going forward and uh like i said that blaze and i uh are from my pers- way i look at it we're we're family you know and that's just the way we are uh and uh thankful just thankful that it that it did work out that way uh but uh sometimes it's a small it's a small thing that creates a big turn in uh what happens going forward yeah. Yes, for sure. Um, and you talked about driving out to Kansas, winning the uh, state championship, and I'm I'm not sure what year that is, but I was looking back through some stuff, and it's you know there was looks like some winning going on in '95, '96, and then in '98, but uh, 1997 seemed like a big year um, for for you all, especially with Hoss. I think uh, PKC uh, World Reserve Champion. Black and tan days. Um, what was y'all just burning the roads up more then, or or was y'all just hitting the right hunts at the right time? Well, uh, I don't know. It was you know depends on what work was doing and you know what life was doing. You know, you sometimes you were able to uh, to go more and promote more, and sometimes it was the gold. And to be honest with you, uh, the uh, uh, I had. I liked PKC and had been hunting, and I never had really, never had really promoted hoss too much in UKC, uh, and not me at being negative, but you know sometimes you got folks who have their own uh, way of looking at things, and and there were some oh well the reason they 
reason them guys hunt horse dog, reason they hunt PKC is because you don't have to have coons to win. You know, I don't think they could win in UKC. Uh, so uh, with that being said, it kind of, I guess, put a, it kind of lit a spark that I thought, well, you know, just to prove the naysayers wrong, as they say, uh, I decided I would promote him. So I finished him, uh, uh, went to putting him in the UKC hunts, uh, finished him the Grand Night, uh, made it to uh, the final the top 100 at the UKC World Hunt that year, uh, and uh, or in that time frame, I don't remember exactly what year it was, and then I went to Black and Tan Days and won King of Hunt at Black and Tan Days with him, and uh, uh, so, you know, he was pretty special, and I, I guess uh, when uh, when some folks say something a little bit negative, it, it kind of sparks you a little bit, makes you drive a little harder, and... Uh, well, I guess, in all honesty, that was probably a little bit of it. But uh, the uh, and then sometimes it's just opportunity, you know. Uh, we uh, promoted the dogs, and uh, uh, you know, Junior uh, Kansas Junior that Blaze had uh, uh, when we were at that uh, PKC hunt up there at the national directors meeting. Actually, he wanted me to bring junior home with me so i could hunt it at the super stakes he wasn't going to get to make it and uh, so i was going to bring him home with me but he he uh while we were there he had i guess strained himself pulled something anyway wasn't he wasn't uh he was hurting and uh kind of swollen uh at his uh around his hip area back there and we didn't know for sure what it was and i told him i didn't i didn't want to take a dog and him being, I'd rather he had him so he could make decisions if he needed medical, something medically. And uh, so I wound up with Jim, but uh, I, so I kept her and uh, finished finished her, you know, in the hunts and stuff and done a bunch of winning. And uh, then Blaze uh, later on, and I'm going to ballpark and say they were about five or six-year-old at the time, and I, I may be off base, but anyway, we were hunting. And Blaze said, you know, I hadn't hunted Jim in a long time. He said, I'd like to keep her, I'd like to take her home and or, or keep her at my house and hunt her for a while. I said, well, that's fine. She, You own as much of her as I do. And uh, so, But we had, uh, there was the bigger hunts were coming up, and uh, uh, he and I had Jim, and then he had Junior, and uh, they, uh, uh, I think they had uh, Marty, female that uh, they had out there, and uh, him, he and Justin owned her. So anyway, I said, Blaze, what are you going to hunt at PKC Black and Tan Days? I said, if you take Jim home with you, what are you going to hunt out there? I said, if you're going to hunt her, then I need something to hunt. And he said, you have to know Blaze. He has a, uh, a funny way of looking at things sometimes. And he said, I said, you want me to take Junior home and hunt him? He said, why would you want to do that? You don't even own none of him. I said, well, but I need something to hunt out there. And I said, you know, I don't care if he belongs to you or me. That doesn't matter. I said, but this is what we got qualified. And uh, so he said, well, if you want to take him, go ahead. So I brought Junior home, and I went to hunting him. And uh, we put on a pretty pretty nice run that year. Uh, very fortunate. Uh, brought him home and hunted him and 
hunted the hair off of him for a little while, as they say, and uh, got him really dialed in and uh, went to PKC Black and Tan Days in Texas. And uh, had a added purse hunt on for Thursday. I got in the final four of that. We split. I had the championship hunt, top 16, on Friday. Uh, I won the early round, got in the final four, went back out and hunted, and I won. So I won black and tan days with him. And uh, then Saturday night they had a, another big open, uh, and I got in the final four again. And uh, so came home, and uh, I took him to the Nationals, and I got in the top six at the PKC Nationals. And... Uh, then uh, a little bit later, went to the World Hunt and got in the Final Four at the World Hunt. So we had a pretty good run there. Anyway, we wound up uh, we wound up partnering on him and you know promoting him and pushing him too. But uh, uh, sometimes, like I said, it's just opportunity. You know, things. Uh, Blaze made his mind up. He wanted to hunt Jim, and uh, I think about that time he took her. He had a he had got a ticket to the uh, truck hunt. And uh, so he decided to hunt Jim down there, and he went down and, and wound up winning the truck with, with Jim. So so sometimes it's just opportunity. It, it just uh, presents itself, and you just grab a hold of it and run, as they say, and, and it works out. So that's kind of part of it, too, you know. Yeah, and I, I'm going to back up there just a little bit. You, you, you were talking about some of the UKC guys saying this, and I've heard it both ways. Um, you know, yeah. it don't take, it don't take coons to win in PKC. And then I've heard, you know, other people say, well, you know, the, the UKC dogs can't hunt with the PKC dogs. And, you, you know, uh, it, it's all the same dogs. It's just how in my This is my opinion. It's just how you go out and you prepare yourself for, it. and I don't care what registry you're hunting. If you got a dog that tree, trees coons, you're going to beat the dog that don't tree coons not uh, 10 times out of 10. Um, they, they, yeah, they just ain't no way around true. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, I, and I'm like you, I've heard those same stories and, uh, the person, and what I tell them, I said, Hey guys, you know, th- from my perspective, I said, look, uh, when I had Hoss, he was a PKC platinum champion. He was a UKC grand Knight champion the same way with, uh, Tig, uh, and, uh, you know, Jim and Junior, uh, uh, you know, they had they had big titles in PKC. Jim was a platinum. I don't remember if Junior made it to platinum, but he was a close. And uh, the, uh, uh, but they were Grand Knights too, you know, and we hunted. Uh, and I told him, I said, most of the time, I said, I think you guys, uh, from my, my way of looking at it, I said, most of the time, if you go to a PKC hunt uh, this week and next week you go to a UKC hunt, you're drawing a lot of the same people. Uh, and it's just the same dogs. And, and a part of it, I feel like, is back uh, in a long time ago and once you uh, once you grand knighted them in UKC, what was you going to do with them? You know, you could go to a big hunt once in a while, but, you know, PKC, you could keep hunting them and keep hunting them. So it, it was... Uh, Oh, it was actually an avenue to take your dog if you enjoyed them to uh, to go, you know, you title them and get them grand night in UKC, and then you go hunt PKC so you could hunt 
you know, on a regular basis and just keep promoting them and enjoying them. So it's the same dogs. I, I agree with you. That's uh, uh, I don't know where the different ideas came up, but uh, uh, it's uh, I get tickled at some of those guys. Uh, they say, "Oh man, this one right here make a real PKC dog. Oh, you can win with him." Say he he makes so many trees. You don't hardly ever have a coon. I said. Well, you can't win with him and PKC no better than you can the others. I said, because if you go out there, you better be treeing coons, you know, uh, and you better be ha- having them coons, you know, and uh, that's those are the ones that win, you know. If they go do their job and get the coons treed and get treed, stay treed, do what they're supposed to do, uh, uh, those will they'll take you to the pay window and get your picture to it, you know, uh, so you can be successful. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I guess it's just a mindset. Uh, if you don't have to have a coon to win a PKC cast, that's true. But, you know, you go out there, and no matter how good a dog you got, if the coon aren't moving, uh, sometimes you, you really struggle, no matter what kind of good hound you got, you struggle to have, you know, get a coon treat on the outside. So I feel like a PKC just, uh, I enjoyed it because, you know, you did have a winner. Uh, and, uh, so, uh, you know, not to say anything negative about either one of them, I, I still hunt both and still enjoy them. And, uh, uh, I think it's just a different mindset, you know, for different people. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think I'm going to be speaking out of turn here, uh, cause I, I do know Tyler and the dog that won the UKC world, um, that final cast, she, she literally put on a clinic, uh, of, of how to get in there and tree coons and and i and i think i can speak um on behalf of tyler just because i've hunted with him uh he 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 hunts predominantly pkc that if you want to call a dog a pkc dog i believe jenna is more of a, a of a pkc dog and you know he uh look, look what he he did did with her um you know this year and you know what what an accomplishment to to, to do and yeah. you know and, and i and i'm like you I, I i hunt both i hunt ukc and i hunt pkc i do hunt more pkc than i than i do ukc just but you know we we have a hunt once a month at our club and i have a i'm fortunate enough in the area that i live you know i'm you know an hour and a half two hours from from where troy and blaze uh are and i'm about the same distance down to cheyenne cummins and and tyler and brandon Gaines and some of those guys so we we have quite a few clubs here so it, it presents an opportunity for me to be able to go out and hunt uh more pkc but you know just just real quick whenever i was 17 years old we had a we our club and i'm from alabama originally uh like we talked before and ashford alabama we had a club there we had a pkc hunt and you know as a young man, I, I didn't know the rules. It felt like I got cheated on that cast, and I said, I'm done. I'm not hunting PKC anymore, and I didn't for a long time. I hunted UKC, AKC, and, and I stayed away from it um, just because I you know, I was done wrong that one time. Well, that was just, you know, that's kind of like a drive-by snapshot picture of one uh, event, and had I, looking back now, had I known the rules the way I was, I needed to know them to really be out there competing in that event, um, I probably could have had a different outcome, 
Um, but you know, I, I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. So now many years later, it's kind of flip flop where, you know, I enjoy going out and hunting PKC with these guys that, that I get the opportunity to hunt with. And not only that, I've drawn out with a dog that won the PKC world championship at a, at an open event. You, you're not, you're not going to get to do that at a UKC event to see how these dogs operate, to see if you have anything that we even stack up close to what what these dogs are that's going out and winning and that's one of the things i enjoy about you know pkc is all the dogs draw out together yeah yeah that's uh uh that was one of the things that at recently at we was talking at, at a well it went to a ukc hunt and we were talking about that is uh you know ukc uh, used to uh you had your registered dogs you had your night champions and you had your grand knights well now then uh uh, the Grand Knights and the Night Champions hunt together, and uh, you know we were talking about it. And I said, you know, well, I'm I honestly don't know uh, if they're if they're not going to separate all of them. I don't know why they don't have them all hunt together. You know, I said if you go to a PKC hunt, you don't have Platinum Champions and and uh, Silver Champions and different ones. They're not segregated. You know, they're 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 not separated from one. If you go you you may have won thirty seven dollars on this dog and this other may have won twenty thousand and you still you draw out together you know uh, and uh, I think uh, in all honesty I'm not sure that that don't uh, when you draw dogs that have have achieved that it puts you uh, you you see a different uh, you see a different grade of hound uh, ability wise so that it puts it, it lets you see what what you're not doing uh if you don't win uh it lets you see what you're not doing and what you need to improve on so it's uh uh so i i don't know what the ukc has in store but somebody said they thought maybe they were going to change it to where and i'm not positive about that but it's just was hearsay basically but uh uh so we'll see. We'll see how what happens going forward. But uh, I think uh, you know, from a, I try to take it where uh, I try to look at things and see, uh, hey, what what's going on here that I'm, you know, that I can improve on and and get better at competing and uh, uh, and still keep dogs that I enjoy hunting. You know, uh, there's a I, I like a more of a from my perspective, a more of an honest style dog. I like one that uh, is a good strike dog, but I want them to be honest. You know, when they, uh, they're, I got to hunt them. I, I used to, you know, when I was growing up, we had, uh, you had hunts on the weekend, Friday and Saturday. If you want to go to a hunt, you had to drive a lot of times. Uh, but uh, especially with the PKC, uh, I'd drive to Tennessee or Kentucky pretty regular. Uh, to get to a big PKC hunt, but back then you might have 80 to 120 dogs. That was pretty common. Uh, and uh, the uh, now then you don't not so much. You have so many of them. Uh, but uh, but the thing about it was, you know, I'd go watch them and see. But I told them, I said I hunt these dogs. Back then I hunted basically six nights a week, uh, and uh, you know. I used most of the time I didn't hunt on Sunday unless it was something somebody came to visit or whatnot. And uh, but uh, anyway, I said I go to a competition hunt two nights a week, 
and a pleasure hunt the rest of them. I said, I don't want to, I want to enjoy uh, those nights when I'm out pleasure hunting. I want to enjoy what I'm hunting, you know. So for me, I like a good, honest dog. And uh, uh, I know there's some things, there's some styles of dog that some people like. And uh, they they do their part of the winning and it gives them an advantage. But uh, I just don't like that. I mean, not. If they like it, that's fine. That's theirs. But uh, I just don't prefer it, you know. So I always like a good, honest dog. A good, you know, it's a good strike dog. Go hunting good. Go tree coons. Do what you need to do. And uh, and if you got that, you you'll do some winning. You know, you'll you'll enjoy the you'll reap the benefits. I feel like. Uh, but you know, like I said, the hunting in the different. Uh, uh, and for me back then, uh, actually. I guess when it first started for me, I was hunting PKC pretty hard. I had a dog that I called Dark Hollow Mac. And I won uh, uh, won quite a bit with him. I think I won the breed race twice with him. And the second time, I'd really pushed that year. And uh, it was like the first week of September, right along in there. And uh, I was actually leading the nation. Uh, and uh, so... Uh, he got out of pocket on us. He took a coon up and put it in the ground up on the side of a ridge, and he dropped off the other side, and he got on a highway before we could get around there, and uh, and uh, so I lost him. But uh, he wound up winning the breed race, and uh, somebody else, uh, there was a few few that got ahead of him, and he had uh, another month or so to hunt. And uh, uh, But Roy Trammell called me and asked me to judge at the World Hunt since my dog had got killed. And uh, so I wound up judging up there, and uh, it really uh, it really gave me some, you know, I got to see dogs going and uh, dogs that were, you know, were winning, and I was judging them. And so over the next several years, I'd done quite a bit of judging at times. Uh, for several years, uh, Tony Swinford is another one that uh, he and I were really good friends, and uh, we, we run the roads together, and and for several years there, we would go to the world hunt, and uh, we'd judge, other than the nights that we hunted our own dogs, we uh, uh, we judged every night. And uh, so uh, it, it, it lets you see uh, uh, who's winning, what they what they got. You know, you can compare. It was really a good learning uh, curve, I felt like. And uh, so uh, it's a... Uh, it's easy to uh, kind of get yourself in a in a corner, so to speak, and not realize what's what's out there, you know, what what is available. But if you get out there and see who's winning and what's really going on, and uh, you know, uh, it was a lot of fun to me. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, uh, the uh, you know, judging in the super stakes and the world hunts and and pro hunts and stuff like that. Uh, uh, you get to see a lot of nice hounds and meet a lot of nice people, and uh, it was it was a good learning curve, you know. And and I I feel like I learned quite a bit from that, and uh, so I've got to uh, apply that to the dogs that I've had, and you know what what we were doing with them, and uh, uh, so anyway, if somebody if they don't know a lot about it, and they're they're interested in getting started and, and promoting 
you know, or or at least uh, enjoying and reaping the benefits of it, that's not a bad it's not a bad thing if you can go to some of the bigger hunts and maybe just spectate uh, or you know get to where you know the rules and do some judging and whatnot. You can draw out with some good dogs and you get to see a lot of uh, you get to see some stuff uh, that you might not see just staying at home and hunting your local hunts. You know. Yeah, and you know I, I'm the hunt director here at our club for PKC, and you know one one of the things that's helped me um, really with the rules is you know if, if we have a cast, I I don't always judge, but I try to judge ninety percent of the of the hunts that we we have at least if I'm on the cast, and, and that really you know helps you helps you with the rules, and you can tote that little rule book with you, and you know you you you've got time to during a cast uh you know you say well i don't really know the rules good enough to 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 judge well you're never gonna know them uh good enough to judge unless you put yourself out there and you know you can pull that rule book out and and, and scroll through it and, and really at these open events most of these guys they're 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 willing to help you you know if, hey guys i don't yeah you know i don't really know know the rules exactly everything 100 percent. i know the times and stuff like that so i may need a little help there and and i would say 99.9% of the guys be like, Hey, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll help you out. Don't. And it ain't, it ain't that we'll help you out to benefit us or nothing else. They truly are there to, 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 uh, to help you out. And as far as seeing the, um, caliper of dogs, you know, you, you also, um, and, and I, we, we talked a little bit yesterday and you, you were kind of telling me, um, uh, a story here about a dog you recently got and, and made it up into the UKC world hunt this year. You know, when you're out there and you're judging and you're spectating, you, you get to see some dogs and some dogs that you might want to purchase and own, um, you know, too, or see what you need to be, be hunting. But won't, won't you, won't you tell us the story of the dog that you have now and, and kind of what, what you saw on the dog and what you, what you liked and then what you found out, uh, after the fact. Uh, well, it's, uh, like I said, the last couple of years, uh, I hadn't, hadn't been able to, I've got a nice hound here that's out of Blaze's top dog that I really like, uh, Thunder, and, uh, he is, uh, pretty special, uh, done a little breeding and, and he's, uh, with him and, and the pups are really coming on good, but so I didn't have anything qualified. I hadn't been to the hunch and stuff, so, uh, Went to Black and Tan Days and just to go visit and, and see uh, see everybody and look at the dogs. And so I've done a little spectating up there. And uh, one of those casts went with uh, Jamie. Jamie Perrin had a dog called Bottomland Mule. And uh, he, is, uh, he had bought him from Randy Smith over in Mississippi. And uh, so we went on the cast with him and... Uh, uh, the deuce dog, uh, and, uh, anyway, we had a, had a nice cast and, uh, uh, got to see him and, and I really liked what I saw out of Mule. He's, uh, uh, went hunting good, was by himself most of the time, didn't, dogs treat with him, he didn't mind nobody being with him, uh, he just, uh, he just went coon hunting and, uh, that's my style of dog, that's what I like, you know, he, he went hunting. Uh, biggest part of the time, he, when he got struck, he'd get treed. You know, was split treed and uh, uh, quite a bit. And uh, the uh, just impressed me, you know, because what he'd done, his style, and uh, 
just had that attitude that I like. Uh, he went coon hunting and didn't care what everybody else was doing. You know, if you want to come along, fine. If you don't, that's okay, but I'm going to tree a coon. And uh, so anyway, uh, you know, uh, opened it, got on, opened good on the ground, had a big, big, nice ball mouth and a good tree dog. And uh, had coons when he got treed. So I was looking at uh, looking at breeding to him, you know, at some point in time. And uh, uh, the uh, anyway, opportunity. I was telling one of my friends here, a couple of them, you know, that I hunted with the dog, really liked him, and uh, he wasn't the only one that I hunted with up there, and lot and some of the others I liked, but but I did like Mule. He's a uh, but I was telling some of them about him and. Anyway, was talking about breeding to him, and uh, anyway, got to talking to Jamie and just the situation. I uh, don't know all involved, but anyway, opportunity come up to buy him, and and I bought the dog, uh, and uh, so uh, we uh, bought him and started hunting, and I I bought him one week uh, before uh, the PKC World Hunt, the uh, zone qualifiers or whatever they had, uh, and. Uh, uh, started hunting him, and I still hadn't saw the papers on him, but I got to hunting him, and, and uh, we didn't do any good at the zone, but I did go to the world hunt and uh, got in, went up there on Wednesday and won uh, two casts and got in the semifinals and uh, had a really, really enjoyable time, and uh, I drew the dog that wound up beating me uh, was uh, Cheyenne Cummins, them's dog, uh, the dog, the young dog they had that wound up winning the world hunt, and uh, uh, he was the one that, that put me out. And it was, uh, you know, uh, the first dump. Uh, mine, uh, there's treated coon, and, and mine was, uh, we were all kind of scattered out. And each one of theirs treated coon, and mine got out of track and it went to ground. And uh, so that was a just a bad break. And then he skips on through there, and he gets struck. And, comes treed in there a little later and we go into him and he's got a den tree <laughs> so when things are happening like that you know it's just uh I, I always say well it's probably just not our night you know but we did we wound up turning loose again treat another coon and uh uh the uh randy was hunting uh uh he was hunting the uh the dog for for Cheyenne. I don't know who all the if they're partners or whatever uh, on the dog. I don't know all that, but uh, uh, anyway, uh, we uh, uh, they wound up winning the cast. And uh, but uh, I got my papers while I was up there, and I had told some of them. I said, "Man, this this dog, I really I'm enjoying him so far." And I said, "It's just amazing to me how much uh, I see a lot of." The old hobo dog. I see. I said he he is so similar to him in a lot of things that he does. The way he goes hunting, the way he opens his mouth, the way he trails, you know, just a lot of similarities. His looks, his build. I said, man, it's just crazy how much he reminds me of him. Well, I get the papers and I go to looking at him and. Uh, uh, I figure it's a good reason that he might do that because. Uh, on, you know, on, in his uh, background there, his mama goes back to uh, goes back to hobo on both sides, and his daddy uh, 
he goes back to him at least on one side. So there's quite a bit of uh, influence, uh, very possibly, uh, uh, from from Hobo, you know, being there. So he he he, he acts uh, very similar to him in a lot of ways. Now we've we haven't started breeding him yet, but uh, we're going to try to. And uh, if he'll reproduce uh, like Hobo did, then we may have something pretty special. Uh, so. Uh, We'll we'll try that, but it it's uh was kind of funny to me that I done told him, hey, you know, man, he really reminds me of Hobo a lot. And then I get his papers and go to looking at him, and uh, it's uh, a lot of Hobo back in there. Yeah, and I wanted you to tell that because you know it, it just amazes to me. You you didn't know really what the dog was out of, but you know probably somewhere deep down inside you had to think. Man, there's got to be some some hobo in this dog somewhere. I see I see these traits uh, that that I've seen in other dogs, and then in hobo himself. So, you know, I, I just think that's just a, a testament to to good strong breeding. Uh, you know, there for sure. Well, it's uh, you know, it, and like I said, there there again, uh, the, uh, the those same traits that I saw in my old dog. I see in this one, and I always liked, really enjoyed hunting Hobo, and really liked him, and uh, uh, the uh, and then seeing this dog acting so much like him reminded me of him. You know, uh, uh, it's uh, it was kind of a uh, uh, kind of self rewarding to look and see that he did have so much of the that influence in the blood, you know, back in there, but. You know, and then it goes back to another thing. Uh, you know, without these other people making these crosses and doing it, I had nothing to do with it uh, up close. You know, uh, he is, uh, uh, he, he's, uh, he's, he's several crosses uh, that other people have made that I didn't have a thing to do with. But I'm, I'm thankful that every one of them had, had a part in it. You know, because I'm getting to enjoy. Uh, uh, this nice dog and uh, uh, talked to Randy this morning and uh, uh, chatted with him a little bit and uh, and I thanked him. You know, I said, man, you've done a super job. I feel like uh, training this dog and you know getting him going and and he he was pretty high on him. He really liked him. Uh, but uh, there's uh, so there again. You know, it's a lot of times it's not all we do it's it's what everybody else does then it all comes together and it can be uh rewarding for uh, a lot of people you know uh, in different uh at different times you know so we'll see uh, we'll see what he's uh see what he reproduces and uh you know plan on uh plan on hunting him and uh, promoting him some and uh uh I don't know how much big winning we'll do, but I expect we'll do some winning because he is—he uh, is a nice dog, and uh, uh, when you cut him loose, he goes—he goes and does his job. Gets treed most of the time. He's got a coon, and uh, you know, if you got something that's doing that consistently, you'll—you'll you'll get your picture took. Uh, you'll get to go to the pay window. Uh, uh, so we're—we're we're looking forward to seeing what that turns into, and uh, and like I said, we. Uh, uh, going to try to do some breeding and see what he'll reproduce. And uh, uh, we got the Thunder Dog, and uh, he's uh, he's a little bit older, and and we've already bred a couple females, and those are some nice youngsters, some people's got that uh, they're enjoying, and 
and I'm tickled to see what they're doing. You know, they send me videos, and they're treeing coons, and, and they're hunting them by themselves, and they're cutting them loose, and they're leaving, you know, uh, like they're late for work, as the old saying is. And, you know, they go hunting good and uh, getting their mouth open uh, and look like they're going to be real competitive. Uh, so looking forward to see what he'll do uh, and uh, just hunted him a little bit in the hunts, got a couple wins on him, but that was before I got sick and anyway had some uh, uh, personal issues dealing with, you know, some health and and the COVID and all that monkey business. But uh, anyway, we're getting lined out now and uh, uh, we'll we'll see what... Uh, We'll see what happens, and uh, uh, I've got a sister to Thunder, that, a younger, that's really coming on good, and uh, her, her litter mates are doing real well, and that's probably what we'll do. Uh, I'll cross her with Mule later on, and uh, so looking forward to see what uh, that would do, you know, crossing the two uh, the two dogs that really enjoying and having fun with now, being able to cross you know, some of those strains, uh, and see what it turns into. Yeah. And we, we, we definitely, uh, look to see, uh, see you and, and mule in, with your picture took in, in the future for sure. I, I think that's, that's just a given that's, that's going to happen. And, uh, you know, we, we've been at it an hour and almost 20 minutes and, uh, I feel like we could probably go for another hour and twenty minutes, but I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to hold hold you up. I do appreciate you taking the time. Um, if if you don't have anything else to add in there, um, do do you have a coon hunting story that that you could share with us? Uh, I probably got a bunch of them. Uh, I, I guess one of them. It's kind. Of, it's kind of was kind of funny. Uh, uh, we was uh, we was at the uh, Alabama State. PKC hunt and uh, I was hunting uh, hawks at the time and uh, we had we had pulled a minus in a hole or something anyway I treated him on a locate when he started out with it you could treat him and uh, and I think if I remember right it's been several years but I treated him and uh, uh, me and somebody else and, and he wound up being in the ground we pulled a minus so we got behind we didn't do a lot of coon treating in that cast but the last turnout, we pulled up there to, uh, and we, but we were having fun. It was, it was a, having a blast out there, you know, hunting. And uh, we, uh, we get out of, we pulled up to a little creek on a little back road, and uh, we send them down this bottom right beside this creek. And I got old Hoss out, and I said, now come here. I need to talk to you, Hoss. I said, I got to explain something to you. I said, look, we're not where we need to be right now. And them guys are laughing, you know, at me over there talking to that dog. And I said, look. Here's what I need you to do. When I cut you loose, I need you to get in there and tree a coon super fast, and we need to shut these dogs out so we can win. I said, now that's what we need to do. Just we need to pull a shot out here and get a coon tree. If we'll do that, I said, we can win. So uh, they're, they're laughing. and uh, So anyway, we cut loose and uh, down this little creek bottom and uh, down beside off this little road. And I'm going to say within two or three minutes, he's sitting in yonder, I don't know, two or three hundred yards and just explodes on a tree. And I struck him and treated him on the one bark. And uh, we, uh, 
course, he settles down there, and we go in there, and he's got a coon, and I wound up winning the cast, and uh, and wound wound up hunting the final four, and, and won the state championship. Uh, and uh, but those guys, when we we got the dog, they come back up through there, they said, Bruce, does that dog really know what you're saying to him? <laughs> so it was a uh, you know it was a lot of fun, uh, and uh, it just so happened that he he did what I asked him to do, you know? So it was kind of funny. And uh, that's one of those things that kind of stick in your mind. And, and those guys talk about it later. You know, uh, I remember that time you told that dog, he done just what you said. Uh, so they don't always do that, but it, it, when you, when you have those, it, it's a lot of fun, you know? Yeah. That, that, that's a great story. And we, we would probably be surprised at, at how much our dogs would listen to them. If we talked to them the right, the right way, for sure. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Well, uh, well, Mr. Bruce, I tell you what, it's it's been a it's been a pleasure to to talk with you today. It's been a little over an hour and twenty minutes. And like I said, I, I think we could probably go for another hour and twenty minutes because I could I, I can talk dogs for forever, and uh, I think we've covered a, a lot of history there and uh, a lot of breeding and, and a lot of people that that you've met along the way. And hopefully, in the future, maybe I get to meet you at a hunt somewhere and shake your hand and. Maybe we get to go hunting together sometime, and uh, I, I would really, really enjoy that. But if you uh, if you don't have anything else that you can think to add, we I think we're to a place that we could probably shut it down here. Sounds good. Uh, I really, really enjoyed the opportunity and uh, uh, enjoyed chatting with you, and I, I always uh, enjoy talking dogs, and uh, it's uh, something that's dear to my heart, and, and I can sit and talk for hours. But... <laughs> Anyway, I appreciate it, appreciate the opportunity, and uh, hope you have a blessed day. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys, for listening to the Coonhound Collective podcast today. We really appreciate you taking your time out of your day to listen to the podcast. If you don't mind, head over to Facebook and give us a like, and head over to Instagram and give us a follow. It's both at The Coonhound Collective. Also, if you would like to reach us here at The Coonhound Collective, you can reach us at thecoonhoundcollective at gmail.com. If there's someone that you would like to hear on the podcast or a product that you would like to hear talked about, please send it to thecoonhoundcollective at gmail.com. Thanks again. Again, have a great day.